You're listening to the Dear Baseball Gods podcast. In this show, I help parents, players, and coaches better navigate their baseball careers. Welcome back to the Dear Baseball Gods podcast. Last week was the episode, the big number, 100. So today is like a 101. We're so far from any other relevant milestone. So, oh, how the mighty have fallen. Uh, But quick reminder or announcement, depending on uh, if you're on my email list or any of that. Next week, I'm releasing a new strength and conditioning program, a online program, which I'm really excited about. This is a collaboration between myself and my good friend, fellow strength coach, Andrew Sachs. So look for more details uh, in the upcoming week. If you're not on my email list, definitely sign up. There's links in the show notes, but this is a really good program. We spent the last, well, we started this in March and then COVID happened, but um, about a hundred episodes or a hundred exercises filmed, a lot of really good detail, um, just a lot of like moving parts in general to make this successful. But we're excited that next week it's finally going to launch and you'll be able to get a, a free two-week trial. So if you want to jump in and try it, you're more than welcome to. So just a little bit of housekeeping. Also, you're going to notice some new intro music and transition music, which I'm excited about. My old stuff was just grading on me a little bit and uh, I do like a high quality podcast experience. So hopefully you enjoy the new tunes. So in today's episode, we're going to talk about two things. Number one, is baseball boring? I've been watching the World Series, and by that I mean I watched the first game last night, um, and I was bored. And so I want to talk about it a little bit. And then second, is recovery, but specifically, is sleep important as a ball player? I listened to a prominent coach talk about this uh, a couple weeks ago, and just have some thoughts in general when we start talking about little nitpicky details like that. All right, so first off, is baseball boring? Uh, I think the answer objectively is yes, and this is disappointing to me. I will admit, last night I watched Game 1 of the World Series. It was the first game I watched all season. Part of that is that just like in the busy life that I live, I never owned a TV as an adult. Don't intend to for at least, I'm <laughs> going to keep holding out, I guess. But So typically I would watch baseball with a friend, just like in a restaurant, in a bar. But with them being closed, like the opportunity wasn't there. Obviously, the COVID season just didn't feel super compelled, honestly, to watch, I don't know, this whole mess of a year. I was pretty turned off about the way it was handled uh, with Manfred and all that. So, But anyway, having watched this game between the Dodgers and the Rays, it was just like strikeout, 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 ground ball, strikeout, home run, strikeout. And I just wonder out loud, which I think a lot of people have been, like, is this really like the, the version of baseball that we want? And now today's, uh, this topic is not just me being a curmudgeon old, you know, old fart or whatever, because I know a lot of people, especially on Twitter, where, you know, everyone complains at each other. Everyone's like, oh, well, if you don't like the new, you know, new version of baseball, then just don't watch it. I mean, that's fair. But unfortunately, that's probably what is going to happen. Because as I was watching that game, I was just like, I should just put on a YouTube video and learn something and just catch the highlights. Because they're going to hit, it's going to be like five home runs to four and they're going to strike out 12 guys on each side and i can like i can pick that up in baseball tonight which i think is really disappointing to be perfectly perfectly honest i was texting a couple kids that i worked with uh, during the game and they were kind of saying the same thing like yeah it's you know they're stressing home runs and it's just 
It's like all or nothing. And, uh, and so my question here today is not just about my personal feelings, but for you as a parent or a coach or a young player, it's, it's a weird situation that you're in because you do kind of have to fit the mold of what baseball is and what it's becoming. Now I will say this. So last fall, when I moved to DC, I went to a couple of nationals games. Uh, I went to an Orioles game. I went to a bunch of Atlantic league games and I went to a couple of college games, uh, early in the spring. And what I would like to convey is that all levels of baseball below major league baseball are not like major league baseball, at least in the sample size, which is a reasonable sample size. I watched like 10 games. It's not as, it's just like not as crappy. I mean, to be perfectly honest, you go watch a D one baseball game. Uh, you know, I watched the university of Maryland play Rhode Island. I watched Georgetown play. Um, I can't remember who I watched my alma mater UMBC play. I watched a lot of D one teams in the local, uh, mid Atlantic area. And it was like still normal, good baseball. Like there are singles, like guys have good at bats. They don't strike out every bat of every game. Um, there's hit and runs. There's, you know, they're just like, it was a dynamic, interesting game with players playing their role instead of all nine players playing the same role, which is I'm going to try to do damage, hit a double or a home run, or I'm going to strike out. And so it, it's hard to know, I think as a parent or a player, or as a coach who's coming up in this environment, what you need to be emulating. So if you're a, you know, if you're a draft pick in the White Sox organization or the Tigers organization or just pick an organization, you do have to sort of conform to their archetype to say, this is what we believe an outfielder looks like at the big league level. So for you, Mr. Meyer Leaguer, you need to fit this mold or else we're not going to push you in the big leagues, right? So if that means 35 home runs, we don't care how many times you strike out, whatever, um, so be it. You have to fit their mold if you want to get paid and get into the big leagues, right? So at that point, you're very much trying to do the job that they're asking of you. But to all the levels below that, it's not clear to me. And I've had a lot of conversations with coaches and, you know, I'm, I know a good amount of people in the industry. It's not clear the game is that same way at lower levels. Obviously, everyone is changing a bit, right? So you talk to a any level of college baseball coach and they do want guys that are going to put the ball in the air a little more they're not stressing ground balls off the bat which is a good thing very smart thing but they're also not they're not also not gifted with all these athletes who can put the ball out like if you look at a major league roster today you know like mookie betts is a small guy he's not a big dude but he's got crazy athleticism crazy bat speed and he's just an, he's an incredible ball player so you have these smaller guys who are realizing yeah i've got the bat speed and the exit velocity to put one out. So I'm going to start doing that, which makes sense for them at the major league level. Because if you hit 30 home runs versus 20, you can get a pretty significant pay bump and your career takes a different direction. So for them, it makes sense. And I'm not suggesting that a Mookie Betts was in playing division one baseball, that he shouldn't hit home runs. He should do what he's capable of doing. But my point is that more division one players are not capable of hitting home runs like he does at his size. And most players are not. So yeah, baseball is changing in general, but I think this is a little bit of a red herring, a little bit of a misleading situation where Major League Baseball is not indicative of what's happening everywhere else. The overall subtle trend of no ground balls, let's do a little more damage, lift the ball a little more, that is a trend that's taking shape everywhere. However, I have not seen that the game is really changing where kids are just whiffing, where small kids are still trying to swing for the fences where everyone's trying to hit a double or a home run, um, where coaches are stressing that because they don't think they are. 
I think in general, baseball is somewhat as normal, but slightly improved. Like it makes sense to be lifting the ball a little bit more. It does. It just does. It doesn't make sense if you're a young team to be swinging for the fences all the time and trying to lift everything because you're going to fly out way more than you're going to actually quote unquote do damage, right? When you're a major leaguer, the rules are very different for you and minor leaguers as well. So I think it's just important to have this conversation out loud because I'm distressed that the highest version of, of the game that I love is just ugly and boring. It's just dull. It just is. I mean, I'm a pitcher, so you'd think that I love like a two to one game, but it's just not that exciting one. It just seems to be pretty easy to punch everyone out because they have a very specific goal in mind. And it's very different than 10 years ago when you had, you know, Pedro Martinez actually carving guys up who were actually fighting him to not get carved up. Whereas now it's like, I'm not even going to fight you. I'm going to still try to hit a home run 0-2 or 1-2. And if I don't, so be it. I'll go back to the dugout. So there just seems to be like a fundamental shift and it's just very different. And the 2-1 to game today is not the same 2-1 to game of yesteryear. And I think a lot of you would probably agree with that. So... I, but again, I think as parents, it's not clear that your 13-year-old should be trying to emulate what's happening at the big league level because that's not what's happening yet at the high school level. It's not what's happening at the college level, and it's not what's happening at the at the minor league level even. You know, and obviously Atlantic League Baseball is a high level of independent baseball. Independent baseball is a little bit different than minor league baseball, but you're just going to have more guys that can't do those crazy things where it doesn't behoove them to swing for the fences as much and to try to lift the ball and, and have more of the zero sum game where it's all or nothing swing and miss, or, you know, I'm going to lift it in the gap. So I, uh, it's a, it's just a weird thing. Like I said, it's, I think it's disappointing and I'm not sure this trend will reverse. Um, but I think at some point, and this is, I think what's, what happens in like a, like a little tiny pocket every year is, as everyone starts to do the same thing, you know, other people that pivot tend to rise in value, right? So everyone in the big leagues throws super hard kind of over the top now. So our guys like, you know, I just watched Moneyball uh, the other day on, on Netflix is a guy like Chad Bradford, right? Like a submariner, highly successful. There's still a couple of them floating around there in the big leagues. Are they going to become more and more valuable now there's fewer and fewer of them? Probably, right? So you know, guys that are, that have value, that's a little bit against the grain, you know, with all this shifting, are there going to, is there going to be a premium on, on players who are more like the Dustin Pedroia, Jose Altuve type who, you know, can do lots of different things and aren't just like, Hey, I'm going to pull the ball. And if I don't, I don't kind of like Joey, uh, um, I'm drawing a blank here. The, uh, the big power hitter from the, from the Texas Rangers, um, you know, guys that are like, I'm only going to pull the ball or that's it. Right. So guys that can actually play small ball a little bit, actually hit the ball the other way. You wonder if that's going to start to come back at some point. And for those of you who have kids in middle school, high school or early college, I mean, you don't know what the big leagues is going to look like in five to 10 years, right. Or more like 10 to 15 years, depending on your age. So it's hard to say that we should throw all of the, uh, the old, the old timers, it's weird to call like my generation old timers, but should you throw all these tools away? Should you not, does it not matter if you know how to bunt? Does it not matter if you know how to, you know, push a bunt or, or hit and run or just hit the ball the opposite field, you know, as much? Um, I, I think no. 
I think you probably need to retain those skills because a, they're good, valuable hand-eye coordination, developmental kind of skills, but also we just don't know what baseball is going to look like. You know, this surge in power and focus on lifting the ball has come on pretty quick. Like this is, this is, this was a fast shift and it could just quite, and just, it could, it could flame out just as, as quickly as it came. So, you know, I think it's just important to keep that in mind that don't necessarily completely model your game today off the major league game today when you're potentially chasing a major league dream that's 10 or 15 years away in the future because you just don't know what's going to be there. So again, staying well-rounded, learning how to pitch. You probably saw that, you know, throwing 99 miles per hour down the middle doesn't work, right? Like it works some of the time, but a lot of times it doesn't, right? So all these things, it's still just important to be a balanced ball player, learn how to do lots of different things. Don't focus on only one outcome and uh, just understand that, you know, the criteria for success in the future, we just don't know. All right. My second topic for today is sleep important. So Here's the thing. I listened to a prominent coach talk about this and, you know, this was like, he was like so excited to share about like how important recovery is and sleep is. And, you know, at the, at the highest levels, recovery becomes more of a, it becomes more of a box that you want to check because you have, you're trying to separate yourself from other players that are very, very good. So the difference between you and the guy next to you it's very, very slim. So you're looking for every little edge you can. So if there's two players who are pretty much identical, um, you know, one that's kind of like not getting much sleep or just gets a poor quality of sleep or playing video games, um, you know, late into the, to the wee hours of the morning or just out partying too much, the recovery aspect between two very similar players, you know, might come into play where again, I you know, if you want to get to the big leagues getting your eight, nine hours of quality sleep, all that stuff really matters. Um, but not that that ever doesn't matter because it always matters. I mean, I know personally for the quality of my own work, my writing, my creativity, just my focus and productivity in general, sleep matters. If I get six hours, I'm much less productive than if I get eight hours and, uh, you know, caffeine doesn't quite um, catch me up. So I think all of us know that you're, you're better off getting more sleep, but when we start talking as if this is like legitimate performance enhancement, these are things that just don't matter when you're a young player. Now, again, you have to understand what I mean when I say they don't matter. Getting a good amount of sleep matters. It matters for brain development, for focus, all that stuff. Like it matters. But as far as things that will make your son a good ball player or will make you a good ball player or not, sleep is absolutely a non-factor. If you suck at baseball and you get great sleep, you still suck at baseball. If you're really good at baseball and you're mentally tough and you get terrible sleep and you stay out late too too often, you're still going to be really good at baseball. You might be slightly less good, but it's not going to make a, a massive difference. And I think that's what's important to understand. And the only reason I bring this up is because everyone is trying to like find the new thing to talk about to, to separate themselves from other coaches that maybe aren't talking about that thing. But... When you start talking about the stuff that makes one player way better than another, that's not it. It's just not it. Like your, your nutrition habits are not it. Your sleep habits are not it. I mean, again, go back to the Dominican Republic where players have very poor nutritional habits. And I'll tell you a quick story. 
when I was there coaching, I coached for a week. I coached an American team and all those kids, you know, paid a lot of money to go play over over there. It was an expensive trip. It was like $4,000 a kid to go have this cultural trip, which, you know, was worth it in its own right. You know, I think more so than spending a week in, in Jupiter, Florida playing tournaments because they really got a good cultural experience. They got to really see how people live in another part of the part of the world where they're not as fortunate. So I think it was special. So if you were to justify the cost, um, there's definitely something. I think a lot of kids came back a little bit changed. But here's what happened one of our I think it was like our fifth out of seven our, our fifth day out of the seven day trip or eight day trip. We went to a field, it was like an hour drive. It was super hot that day. We we always brought our own cooler, like a big Gatorade orange cooler filled with like 10 gallons of water. And the other team came in and you know they're in the other dugout. This is like an old, kind of like an abandoned minor league park. So parched grass, like it was pretty much dirt, the whole the whole field. And uh kids started coming over in like maybe like the fourth inning to fill their their water bottles up in our jug. And, you know, everyone's like helping them, like if they need to like tilt the bottle to get a little more water out of our jug as it kind of like got empty, they they helped them. Um, and I, I asked, I'm like, are you guys out of water? Like, do you guys need help getting refilled? Or like, what's up? And they're like, no, we don't have water. And so even like the little things, like they were going to be out there for a double header all day on a really hot day and they just didn't have any water. So you start to think about like all the things that make a difference like they just those little things being malnourished you can still be a great ball player um being just living in poverty you can still be a great ball player i don't assume you get great sleep when you live in poverty um you know all these different things ultimately don't make the difference in why one person succeeds and another does now obviously it's going to be way easier if you're living a life of comfort you have all the food and you know healthy food and good training and and good sleep and a comfortable upbringing, you're going to be advantaged over someone who doesn't have that. But it's not clear that those things really make a difference where if you're an American kid looking for an advantage that getting eight hours of sleep is going to make a significant difference. Again, if you're good, you're good. If you suck, you suck. And these things, as I hear coaches like actually spend time talking about it, it's like fine. Like you can talk about it, like, you know, talk about whatever you want, but if this is your message like of, of how to how to get to the big leagues for 14 year olds i just find it to be a stupid waste of a time message i just i just don't think it's it's the valuable thing that they need to hear over and over sure you absolutely need to get good sleep good nutrition is a great thing all these things are normal healthy functioning you know high functioning human things great but if you're going to run home and focus on only so many things, right? Like kids just don't want to have a sleep chart. They just don't, you know, if you ask them, Hey, can, are you logging down your sleep? Are you making sure your room is at 67 degrees? So you get optimum sleep. Like kids don't care about that stuff. And they don't, they have every right to not care about that. Cause it's just really not that important. So I think one of the things that I like talking about and the things, uh, my, partner in my other podcast, Bobby Stevens and the morning brushback that we tend to talk about is just trying to like lighten the load for parents, especially who maybe haven't played the game themselves where you can just like stop worrying about some of these things. Right. I mean, you, you think about prepping for the unknowns, right? Like if you're going to go into a job interview and you've never been to a job interview, you're super nervous and you're trying to think of every possible question they could possibly ask you. Right. And it's pretty relieving 
to say, no, they're not going to ask you these 20 questions, only focus on these 10 things, right? You go, okay, great. Now I don't have to prepare for everything in the world. And that's where this sleep thing falls into. It's in the bucket of stuff that doesn't matter. That's not going to ever play a major role in your athletic development. And chances are, if you get terrible sleep and you not don't get much sleep, that habits, you know, that's like a personal habit. It's not a baseball habit. It's not a sports habit. And again, if, uh, you know, you're Usain Bolt, you're for sure making sure your nutrition is on point and you get the perfect amount of sleep for you. And all these conditions are right because your body is a machine and you need to run a 9.79 or whatever it is, uh, rather than a 9.81, right? That's important. That's where this stuff really matters a lot more, but in baseball, you know, I think all of us who played long enough have rolled out of bed after being out all night. Maybe you're still half drunk. Maybe you only got three hours of sleep or one hours of sleep. I've, I've mentioned many times I was not a drinker, but I did pitch one morning where I was out really late. Like, I think I went to bed at like 7 a.m. and got up at like 9. And uh, I pitched really well because I just didn't care. Like, I didn't care that I was tired. It didn't matter. And uh, these stories, again, are common to everyone. If you're mentally tough enough and you're prepared well enough, one day of fatigue, one day of feeling sick because I pitched when I had the flu and that was miserable as well, you just suck it up and you go do it. And I think a lot of times this stuff can fall into the category of self-handicapping where you're like, oh, I can't pitch well today. I didn't get enough sleep. Or I didn't pitch well enough today because I didn't get good sleep the last couple of nights. Like bull crap. No one cares if you didn't if you didn't get eight hours of sleep you still should be able to pitch well on six or eight or three. And obviously in minor league life, you get terrible sleep all the time. You just get the worst sleep, you know, being on a bus from 10 PM until 4 AM, you roll out of the bus, you fall out of the bus, go into your hotel room, get, you know, four terrible hours of sleep, especially going different time zones. You know, I had a whole summer where I got average of four hours of sleep. It's a miserable, miserable time physically but I still pitched really, really well because I just found a way to do it. So hopefully that rambling rant, um, makes sense. Again, my goal here is not to disparage anyone. If that's the, that's the song they want to sing is about recovery and sleep. So be it. But as a parent and as a kid who's chasing a dream, you only have so much stuff to focus on. You really just do at a certain point. You're like enough. Like I'm not going to take, I'm not going to log down another thing. I'm not going to make, make another journal. I'm not going to make a sleep journal, a sleep diary. Like I'm just going to go play baseball. Can I just like practice enough and do my lifting and be on my way and then do other well-rounded kid things? And I think the am- answer is absolutely yes. And that's what I want people to understand that there's more and more people out there giving information out, which is good information. Again, this is good information about sleep. It is, but it's just not super relevant to anyone who's not at the very top of their game. All right. So thanks for listening. Be sure to tune in next week. And if you're not on my email list, definitely jump on it because I have a new strength program that I mentioned earlier is going to be launching very, 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 very soon. That's it for today's episode of Dear Baseball Gods. I'd greatly appreciate it if you'd subscribe to the show on iTunes, Spotify, YouTube, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Don't forget, in the notes of this show, you'll find links to my pitching manual, Pitching Isn't Complicated, my memoir, Dear Baseball Gods, my online video pitching courses, and my new baseball strength training program called Early Work. You can sign up right now for a free 14-day trial to Early Work, And if you're interested in one of my online courses, you can save 20% on any one of them using the promo code BASEBALLGODS. Thanks again for listening and stay on your hustle. 
you never know who's watching.